0: the florida gators have been pretty active in the transfer portal adding four players at the time of recording this but joining me will be john garcia to talk about what florida is getting in those players here on locked on gators you are locked on gators your daily podcast on the florida gators part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Friday, end of the first week of 2023 here on Lockdown Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. My written work with whole nine sports and Giants country of si.com. Today's episode of Locked On Gators is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Check out BetOnline. It's where the game starts. And joining me now will be John Garcia. Joining me now for Locked On Gators for the first time in 2023 is John Garcia, Locked On's recruiting insider. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to. Faster, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. And John, happy new year um, for <laughs> first, but uh we've got a lot to talk about because it, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, So we haven't got to talk about this, but we're going to focus on the portal today. And obviously we're going to start off with the most important thing in the portal, quarterback. So in your opinion, what are the Florida Gators getting in a quarterback like Graham Mertz from Wisconsin?
1: Well, look, you're getting, first of all, I think first and foremost, you're getting an experienced player who needs that breath of fresh air, needs that change of of scenery. Because remember, coming out of high school, Graham Mertz, blue-chip quarterback with a lot of potential in a lot of modern offensive schemes based on his skill set. Very good athlete in addition to a guy who could really fire it from the pocket, of course. Then he goes to Wisconsin, playing in a pro-style system that has felt dated for for quite some time. If it wasn't for Iowa, all the Big Ten offensive jokes would be Wisconsin laden over the last couple of years. And obviously, they've made a coaching change, largely with that uh, as the result. So, definitely need a change of scenery from Mertz's perspective. And obviously, Florida with with Anthony Richardson moving on needed to make a move in the portal here, uh, and and bringing in an experienced three-year starter who's gone against the Michigans and Ohio States of the world in the big 10, it it could be a lot worse uh, for the Gators here. Uh, You know, and and you understand some of the struggles that Mertz had up there, whether it was the offense or offensive coordinators. Um, I was told yesterday he did not have the same offensive coordinator two years in a row, which is really rough uh, on, on any offensive player, much less the trigger man, the quarterback. So three different offensive coordinators within an old school pro style scheme that maybe didn't fit him best anyway, really easy to see why it just didn't work out uh, for either party in that regard yet. And still Mertz has eligibility left. He's healthy, he's mobile. Uh, and he's got, he's got this stick about him that, you know, he can make big plays when you don't expect him to, um, I watched a lot of his tape yesterday, very good in 2021 at times. And in 22, the mobility had to be utilized more. The offensive line at of Wisconsin was not that typical group that we're expecting, you know, great uh, protection from. So he had to move a little bit more, which meant he had to throw on the run a little bit more. And I thought, especially moving to his right, he looked really comfortable releasing the ball while on the move. So that athleticism is translating as a passer just as much as it does as a situational runner. So I think in that regard, you start to understand why Mertz would pick Florida. I think when these portal situations go down, you're like, how, do, how does this guy fit? Why did he take this guy versus that guy? But sometimes look at the other side. Look at why Graham Mertz would be attracted to an offense like Florida's That is going to utilize a mobile quarterback doesn't mean you're going to design runs for him like you would Anthony Richardson most most obviously, but you can still do some of those same things. He did look comfortable as as his Wisconsin career wore on with RPO quick play action concepts they did start to use that just a little bit certainly not as much as we see in SEC country and he looked very comfortable executing that style of offense so in those moments where we saw some of those modern or spread elements graham mertz looked extremely comfortable and again couple that with his experience and that that just need for both parties to just turn the page find something new in, in 2023 and you start to like it a little bit more the more you talk about graham mertz and florida are there other quarterbacks out there yes could there have been better athletic fits probably But again when you're talking about the level of experience that he brings i think that was a clear priority for billy napier and company think about the quarterbacks that were linked to florida through the portal process they were all two three four year starters it wasn't the young athletic nick evers type that's like oh well this will be intriguing let's see how he competes among these other young and or inexperienced players it was more so let's go grab an experienced player who can fit what we do, or we can at least tweak it relative to what we saw in in 2022. And I think in that regard, Mertz
0: uh, was one of the best available. You really had the name Nick Evers specifically? Like you you had to go? I'm just saying, I mean, (laughs) that could have been a thing, right? That could have been a thing. Uh, Ironically enough, Evers ends up at Wisconsin. So here we go. Yeah, I will say also that um, I like that people call Wisconsin's offense pro style when it was pro style before they invented the forward pass. And now team, it, it doesn't look like an NFL Traditional offense, pro style. I would say <laughs> under center
1: is what we should say. Yes, <laughs> yes, you're right. it's, and and I, now you can utilize that going forward in case you got to,
0: you know, switch it up on somebody. He at least can do that uh, consistently. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say that obviously Graham Mertz was not met with um, ringing endorsement from Gators fans. And the biggest question was, could Jaden Rashada take the starting job? And I I mean, that's obviously a thing where people, it's also just weird to have a highly ranked quarterback coming to Florida. That's, you know, that people are actually confident in because haven't been the best at that lately. Uh, But Graham Mertz highest ranked quarterback in Wisconsin history when he committed or highest ranked quarterback commit in Wisconsin history. But looking at Jaden Rashada, could he come in and start right away or at least compete for the starting job right away? Besides, you know, having to put on, A bit of weight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jaden's pretty thin, and he'll tell you that. He'll laugh about it. Uh, We saw him last week at the Under Armour event, and he looked great. He looked great. I mean, in terms of standing in the pocket and spinning the football with your right arm, absolutely, Jaden Rashada can compete with Graham Mertz and anyone else on that roster. But like you said, not only are you dealing with the unknown transition from high school to college, which is always a wild card at best, you're also dealing with physically a bit of a question mark, right? Th- this is the SEC, right? This is where the uh, defensive linemen and defenses in particular are, are literally known for their aggression, for their consistency, for their pass rush. So when you think of a, a leaner and lighter player like Rashada, who's I think listed at 185. Here, I got my underarm Armour roster right here. Let me pull <laughs> it up right quick. Because, uh, again, this is probably a generous listing on top of it. So when you talk about a guy – who is listed at the wrong side. You talk about, I'm stalling here. When you talk about a guy uh, who is listed at 185 pounds, naturally you're, you're wondering one, how accurate it is. And two, how much more you need to put on really to survive in the sec. You you could even look back to last year and look at Anthony Richardson, who is, there was never that worry, right. From, from the, the first day he got to campus, still banged up throughout 2022 because of the rigors of the SEC uh, at at 40 pounds heavier or 50 pounds heavier than a Jaden Rashada. So that is certainly a concern. And obviously, again, making that transition, learning a new offense, all of those things that, yes, Graham Mertz still has to do, but he's already done it three times. So he's going to get that benefit of the doubt. And I think you don't go grab a three-year starter with the expectation that he's going to – just serve as a mentor for a young quarterback you expect him to mentor Rashada and the rest of the guys but not necessarily as, as the backup uh, you expect him to compete you probably expect him to win that battle Um, because again there's just a lot of unknown with Jaden Rashada coming from Pittsburgh California to Gainesville Florida ahead of SEC play it's just not something especially now in year two under Billy Napier it's not something that would likely lead to a lot of success relative to what else you have on the roster and and look it's it's never too early to point out that hey this this decision this quarterback situation however it shakes out is going to be a big deal for Billy Napier you know the the leash of new coaches has been shortened as time has gone on so year one kind of a freebie i think across the board i think everybody could understand that but once you get to year 2 year 3 There's really not a lot of that built-in excuse that we saw 10 years ago. You've got to start turning things around. You've got to start winning pretty quickly. So, again, bringing in a three-year experience starter from the Big Ten with a degree versus a high school senior who clearly needs to add weight while assimilating to college, to me that does seem like a bit of a no-brainer optically going into the spring. But you never know. I mean, Rashada's arm talent is unreal. Top 10 overall prospect for us. At Sports Illustrated, I mean, he can spin it with the best of them. You could argue he's got the smoothest arm in this whole class. In the year of the quarterback, you could argue his his release, his stroke, his fluidity is the best among all quarterbacks. Arch Manning, Malachi Malachi Nelson, all, all the guys, Dante Moore, whoever you want to throw in there, you could argue Rashada's looks the prettiest when it when it comes out of his right hand. So that is a huge asset that Florida has on its roster. Just
0: not sure if day one, year one, is when we should all see it unleashed. It's funny. Um, you mentioned that, you know, Jaden Rashad at 185 is probably a bit generous. I think it's funny that athletes are always listed heavier than they really are. And it's like, oh, you're being generous. But every normal person is like, oh, no, I'm actually like 10 pounds lighter than I am. <laughs> <A> tre- Yeah, <laughs> shedding weight. on the Yeah, it's less. just it, it balances out in the long run. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by Built Bar, which you know why they're here, right? You know why. It's the new year. That means New Year's resolution time. If yours is about getting fit, eating healthy, doing whatever it is, or you're trying to make yourself better, include Bill Bar in your diet plan. I'm bad at keeping my New Year's resolution to the point where I stopped even making them. I was like, I'm not going to keep that, so I'm not going to do it. Um, I'm like, if I want to get healthy, I got to do that myself. And then it's worked for me, by the way. But every year, my weakness was that I have a sweet tooth. Luckily, with Bill Bar, they hit my sweet tooth. They fixed that. It's coated in 100 percent chocolate. Built puffs have marshmallow in them, dude. Are you kidding me? But just 130 calories and just four net carbs, along with 17 grams of protein. So, New Year's resolution, you tell, you know, your significant other, you could hide you hide stuff around. Don't worry about hiding stuff. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about the Reese's, the Kit Kat, the, the whatever it is that you like, your mound bar. I don't care. Mounds suck. But Built bars is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so you'll never get bored, too, and you won't regret it. Check it out now. Go to builtorbuiltbar.com. Moving on to the defensive side of the ball, Florida has a massive defensive line class, both in terms of their physical size and just the quantity of players being brought in. Now they brought in two incoming defensive line transfers in Cam Jackson from Memphis and Caleb Banks from Louisville. Does attacking the portal at that point kind of show Florida staff is thinking like, yeah, our defensive line recruits could come in and play early, but some might need time to develop probably more physically. It's just like cutting baby fat, adding some weight to, to move around. But so bringing in older guys that could help immediately. hundred percent. I mean,
1: we just talked about it at quarterback. Imagine in the trenches, right? That's something that you don't want to have to rely on. Now, if some of these freshmen outperform some of these portal guys or returning players, will they get their run and their due? Absolutely. But you don't want to have to rely on that if you don't have to. And obviously, you know, Cam Jackson in particular, you're talking about an all conference performer. Speaking of size, six, six, three, four. I mean, this is a massive human being. He will make Gervon Dexter look relatively small. And so anytime you can potentially grab something like that, where, you know, the line of scrimmage and the run game is still important in the SEC in particular, you're going to effort it. Uh, and the moment he hit the portal, it seemed like his, his recruitment was already on 10. And it's for a reason. There's just not a lot of all-conference performers who become available uh, in the F- at the FBS level. So I thought that was a big addition for Florida. You don't want to have to rely on these young guys. You you are stacked. You've got a lot of bodies coming in. I mean, Kelby Collins is great. Um, There's a lot of promise with with this freshman to be D-line class. But yeah, you don't want to have to rely on those guys. And again, it's like we talked about earlier, the onus, it's upped in year two. In, In year two, you've got to start to turn the page positively on both sides of the ball so again you know you want to sign great players and you want them to contribute when ready but in the meantime you want to bring in some guys that you know hey at the collegiate level this player can can ball uh so you got that i think with cam and then with caleb i think it's a bit more of a wild card size is is a plus here um but we're still curious to see what he's going to look like at the collegiate level didn't see him a lot at louisville but he's got unbelievable size great frame great length that I think can serve as an inside-out type of presence. You think of these taller interior players that have splashed in college football over the last few years, Jaheim Otis, Raekwon Davis, going back to Calais Campbell, and those guys, there is room for a player like that, a frame like that, to ascend relatively quickly. Uh, So I do think that uh, that could be an interesting get down the line, just not going to expect a lot from him until we see him uh, compared to uh, the Memphis transfer.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of the things where for – Caleb Banks, it's kind of interesting because we could talk about, you know, not wanting to rely on the younger guys and then bringing in one guy, all conference player, and another guy who is like, well, we haven't seen him. Like, like, we know that Caleb Banks and his, uh, I feel like I've repeated the number enough where I know it off the top of my head, 24 pass rush reps at Louisville, four pressures. So great. I think it was like 17% or something like that. But it's, it's an interesting approach, at least for Florida to go, yeah, we don't want to rely on high school kids but we're going to bring in an all-conference player and a kid that we barely have seen and kind of roll that. And both of them, by the way, are taking steps up one from the ACC to the SEC, which you could say it's power five. It's a step up. Um, And one from the AAC to the SEC. So it's interesting to go. We don't want to rely on high school players, but we also do want to rely on these guys who have had a couple of years in college football strength and conditioning programs. And then now taking that step up to the highest level of college football that there is.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. But look, this is, that's, that's the game, right? There is, there's an element of security, but there's also got to be an element of risk. There has to be risk taken with some of these moves. And, and obviously from the beginning of the recruiting cycle of 23 to, to the portal, which we'll see more probably going forward, probably the biggest overhaul at any one position has seemingly been that defensive line clearly that's been a priority for for Billy Napier all the way on down so I think there's a an aspect of talent and quality but there's a quantity and a volume aspect of it as well so naturally where you do take risks you want it to be if if you're going to miss a college coach told me last year if you're going to miss miss with size and length and a great frame as opposed to missing on the undersized guy who is a try hard and all of that so if if Florida's going to miss on one of these transfers. It's going to be with a great frame in mind uh, at a minimum. So you understand that that method for sure.
0: Yeah, and you said that in Florida's kind of taking that approach with a lot of guys where, I mean, I feel like especially in the trenches, defensive line, they've gone for these massive human beings. Offensive line, like they're in for like Caden Jones, who's committing this weekend, but rather than in on and they're just going for these massive human beings where they're going to have like, – I can't wait for two, three years down the line when florida's playing a game and they do one of those like average height, average weight thing oh, yeah. during the game, and it's just going to be huge for Florida. <laughs> Florida will win that battle for sure. Yeah, it's, it's going to be like Florida versus South Florida, and it's going to be okay. Well, Florida's got three inches and fifty pounds on everybody here. But um, taking a step back from the defensive line, looking more at linebacker, Florida struggled to recruit linebackers since Billy got here, and in, in the whole year that he's been here now. um I, I don't think anybody would debate that with you. You know, you got Jaden Robinson who you lost the initial battle and then won the flip from South Carolina to get Jaden Robinson. You got Miles Graham, who is a legacy kid. You got him to commit to the Florida Gators. And then you, you had to go portal shopping for Taraja Mitchell, who we'll talk about more in depth in a second, but should there be a little bit of concern that Florida hasn't been able to gain much traction on these linebackers where, While we've talked a lot about Florida, you know, being in on a kid or being a hat on the table, they didn't do that with a ton of off-ball linebackers for the 2023 cycle. They just weren't in late.
1: Yeah, it it is. It's kind of the whole, right? If you look at the class and you're wondering where could there have been more traction, I think linebacker would, would have been the easy choice, right? I mean, just look at the defense. Massive D-line haul, massive secondary haul that each could have had more bodies on on top of the ones they already brought in. But linebacker, just quiet, like you mentioned. You, you didn't even win the initial recruitment here for Jaden Robinson. So he's the only one you're bringing in. So the portal additions or the portal aspirations at linebacker make as much sense as they do at the quarterback position, in, in my opinion. Not only... Have you struggled to add considerable talent but you're losing talent right i mean Ventro miller was was the guy for seemingly 10 years uh, in the middle of uf's defense amari bernie had huge splash moments at different points especially this year and in, in 2022 those guys are gone others have hit the portal right so naturally you've, you've got to really flip that room relatively quickly good news is Not a lot of linebackers on the field at the same time in 2022, 2023, right? A lot more DBs and pass rushers. But you still have to have that core group, especially for early downs and obviously for depth, right? We just talked about the rigors of the SEC and and the level of, of competition there. You've got to have depth. I mean, that's something that every single school is dealing with at every position. So naturally you feel good about the first theoretical group of guys. I know we talked about it pre-show if, if it's Shamar James and Derek Wingo and, and now Mitchell, you feel decent about that trio, but what about thereafter, right? Relative inexperience across the board, bringing in a freshman linebacker to, to add to that mix now, but that's kind of it. So not only is, is Mitchell a big grab just for, for that sense alone, but you could also see Florida continuing to push, for linebackers in the portal because there's just not a lot of conventional ones on that roster. I mean, I was scanning the UF roster a minute ago. A lot of these guys are converted defensive linemen, right? Scooby Williams, Jack Pybert. I mean, so those outside guys are not only young, but not necessarily the most comfortable and assimilated towards their current college position. So that's certainly a spot where depth will be a storyline, I would imagine, for your audience uh, for the next you know, 360 days or so.
0: Yeah. uh, Also with linebacker brought into Roger Mitchell, who I'd love to get your opinion on, but I also want to ask you about just, it it feels like linebacker is one of those spots where like quarterback, you want to get a veteran leader in there because there's so much going on, especially in this Florida Gators defense. You know, you have to, Cover like a DB, you have to actually stop the run like an actual linebacker, and then you have to rush the passer if you're a Florida linebacker. They do that quite a bit because you know they got creepers and fire zones and all that fun stuff that we could talk about. But I feel like getting a linebacker with experience is a very important part for Florida because this defense requires so much of them. So I, I like to think that Florida's like, okay, like to Roger Mitchell has a few years of experience, didn't play this year, but Big 10 starter in 2021 with what was a good defense. So kind of adding in that, but what is Florida getting into Roger Mitchell?
1: Yeah, well, like you mentioned, experienced player who's, who's been there. done. They talk about playing in big games. We said that about Mertz. Imagine that from, from Mitchell's perspective. I mean, this is a, a player who's played in the national title game a couple of years ago. So naturally, you feel good about that type of experience coming into what should be I would think a pretty young defense um and then you think of going back to high school and early in his ohio state career this is a really highly coveted ferocious downhill player he's got a little throwback to his game where he works best coming downhill right now he works best moving towards the line of scrimmage which again if you're talking about establishing the run or stopping the run and you're talking about the conventional linebacker responsibilities In that regard, compared with his size and and maturity level as as a college graduate already, you really like that aspect. And again, players sometimes just need that change of scenery. There was an undisclosed injury that he had that limited him all year. Typically, when those situations play out, everybody just kind of needs to move on. Uh, So that is now behind him. And I would imagine he could be the true focal point of, of this defense, be the leader, be the vocal guy get everybody lined up, all of those things just based on his experience. And compared to that theoretical trio of, of him, Wingo, and James, those other two are very comfortable in coverage. Those other two are, are, are more mobile. Uh, they're longer, leaner types as opposed to Mitchell, who's a little bit more compact. So – If you're going to assign responsibilities, in theory, let Mitchell be your enforcer in the middle and let those other guys work forward and backwards a little bit more. Although, again, as you mentioned, Mitchell's going to have to do that to a degree as well. But he's comfortable coming downhill, which means as a pass rusher and or blitzer, he's got some juice there. Extremely physical player at the point of contact. I mean, he is an enforcer type when he does arrive towards the ball carrier. So I do think there's a lot of strong fit here, but the need outweighs the fit within Florida's defense, in my opinion, all that stuff will figure itself out. You just need bodies and you need experience if at all possible. And I think Mitchell will provide both of those things while having to become this de facto leader. And I'm sure he picked Florida with that in mind.
0: Yeah, uh, Florida is adding just veteran leadership and, and people who can, you know, actually contribute to the team right away and help get the younger guys up to speed. I'm looking forward to it. But thank you so much, John. This is John Garcia, Lockdown's Recruiting Insider. Catch him all throughout the Locked On College channel. And here, I, I said it on yesterday's show. I was like, my goal is to have every week that we are both available, to have every every week with John Garcia at least an episode. So Beautiful. we're, we're going to try to make that happen every week this year. <laughs> Sounds okay. good, my friend. Appreciate you having me. Thank you.